Welcome to Aetherius Radio Live, the Hour of Truth with Richard Lawrence and Chrissy Blaze. You are live with Aetherius Radio Live here, 1 p.m. Eastern, and it is my pleasure and honor to remind you that when last we left this host, this show hosted by Richard Lawrence and Chrissy Blaze, they were discussing the 12 blessings, and we bring them back, welcome them back to continue a discussion of the 12 blessings. Richard Lawrence, Blaze. Thank you so much. Hi, Annette. Thank you very much. Yeah, this is a big subject. Thank you. Hi there, Richard. Is. From uh, Richard is in England, and I'm in the Michigan area of the U.S. For those who just tuned yes, in. Yes, hi, Christy, and I, I hear you had a great show with Brian last month. Well, actually, that was Annette did the show. Oh, yep. Annette did it. That's right, of course. Because uh, yes, I was in England uh, at the I, time. <laughs> yes, indeed. I would think I was with you. So there you are. But that was yeah. a great show. I heard. I heard it was. Yeah, I heard it was very interesting, and on the subject of. Um, the Aetherius Society generally, I believe. Uh-huh. And Operation Earthlight in particular, I think. I think so, yeah. I think mm. so. So now we're carrying on with this massive We're carrying on, yes. <laughs> of and, the 12 and, blessings. Yes. Do you want to remind uh, our listeners about what that is? I think that's a good idea because some people are probably tuning in perhaps for the first time or the second time. And it's something we started many shows ago, and I think uh, Richard and I thought um, incredibly that we could possibly ca- uh, cover it all in one show or even two. But I think this is the fourth now, isn't it, Richard? Yes, it um, is the fourth, it's and, uh, the fourth, and it's way above my pay grade anyway, Christy. I think possibly <laughs> both of us, because we're coming yeah. to the highest of the high now. That's right. The Twelve Blessings is a fantastic set of cosmic teachings which were given to the world in 1958 through the mediumship of our spiritual master, uh, Dr. George King. And they were given by that wonderful, incredible cosmic avatar of love, the Master Jesus, as not only uh, an elevated cosmic teaching for this age, but also as a spiritual practice, which we can all do very, very simply. I mean, it's such a wonderful practice. I know Richard and I have been using this for decades, and we can attest, we could have a whole show on how great it is, I'm sure, but basically what we're doing in this series is we're covering each of the blessings, and at this point, we're up to the last uh, three blessings, the 10th, 11th, and 12th. Each blessing was given uh, on a Sunday, uh, a consecutive Sunday in 1958, and these are the last three that we're going to be looking at and discussing and uh, hopefully will bring some illumination to what they mean to us and to the world. Yes, absolutely. And, and uh, several people have made comments as we've been going along on the website, uh, bodymindradio.com. And, uh, you know, some of those are people who, who do uh, the 12 blessings, of course, uh, and they will vouch for the fantastic experiences that they've had doing the 12 blessings not just inside chapels or inside homes but outside too on mountains and and by the sea and this is just the most wonderful practice which will absolutely change your life if you start to do it yeah i mean people sometimes immediately have experiences of feeling energy other people may not but i i know with me it's like i had this sort of elevated opening of the mind somehow to truths far above me, and yet I, they, they somehow just put everything, made everything, um, made sense of everything in my life, uh, because it's all so uh, vast, but so logical and so practical at the same time, if that makes sense, it probably doesn't. But, uh, no, it really, <laughs> really does, because, you know, the other thing about them is they are extremely elevated, and what we're going to broach in this particular show is, is the most elevated of all. And yet, despite that, they have an effect upon everything. And when you, of course, when you are sending out energy, as we've been doing, uh, uh, you know, in practicing the 12 blessings to these various sources, cosmic sources and so on, of course, energy is sent back to you as well. And then that can indeed be channeled. And so you virtually are in this cycle of growth, cosmic growth and expansion all the time. You're sending out energy throughout the cosmos. It's being returned unto you, and then you can use it and send it out again to those in need. And 
uh, it's just the most wonderful thing, really. It's, it's the, the opposite to a vicious circle. Whatever the opposite to a vicious cycle is, this is it. It's a creative, growing, cosmic circle. And don't you think this is the way we're kind of meant to live, where we're constantly interacting with, with all life, the whole of creation, rather than a separate sort of entity, which we're not, actually? I, I do. And I do, because, you know, when you look particularly at the Eastern teachings, you do get this concept and this, this fantastic concept of oneness, oneness of all creation. But what the Twelve Blessings does is to spell it out, and spell it out in, in kind of living detail about the oneness of this creation and the life throughout the cosmos of which we're all a part. Exactly. So um, shall we start by looking at this, the tenth blessing, Richard, which is yes, the blessing can I of the just quick, Yes, oh, let's absolutely. do that. But can I quickly recap on, for those who are newer, on the first nine, uh, just really giving them just almost a name check, really. The first one was for they who work for peace. And we described there how what peace is, and the blessing tells us that it's far more even than just uh, the cessation of war. It's, it's a state of being which will change everything. And then the second was the wise ones, who again are more than people who know things. They are people who are truly enlightened, and that enlightenment spreads throughout their whole being and from them throughout the world. And the third blessing was they who love, that very misunderstood energy called love, which all of us can tap, a universal energy, absolutely key, and of course something which the Master Jesus, who delivered these blessings, really lived and understood. I mean, if he was one thing, he was a master of love. So blessed are they who love was the third blessing. The fourth was the planetary ones, and we went into some depth into that. It's a fascinating topic. Those who've come to Earth and lived upon this Earth through the millennia uh, in ordinary Earth physical bodies and made tremendous sacrifices to do so. Sacrifices, quite a theme, actually, of all of the Twelve Blessings, uh, as is peace and as is love. But that, that sort of recurring theme, Chrissy, that the greater ones are always willing to make a sacrifice on behalf of those lesser than themselves. I know. Um, where would we be without them? And I think it's so important that we not only think about this, but through the 12 blessings we can offer our love back as a small token of our appreciation. Mm, absolutely. And the fifth blessing is the thanksgivers. Uh, they are those who actually send their thanks and their energies out to the natural devic forces, the natural forces who maintain weather conditions, conditions on the sea, conditions in the mountains, preserve uh, the, the, the conditions that we require to gain experience on this world. Sometimes they're not given the energies that uh, they should be given, and the conditions aren't, of course, uh, very, very uh, pleasant for us as a result. But they are doing their task, and they're doing it ceaselessly. And if we send them our thanks, as the thanksgivers do, then indeed uh, it makes their job far better and the energies for all of us far better. The, the sixth blessing is they who heal. I think there will be many people listening to this who are healers. There are many, many ways to do healing. Uh, we in the Ethereum Society teach a technique. We call it the King Technique because it was devised by Dr. George King uh, based on the principles of yoga. And there are, this really works. Anyone can do it. If you don't do it already and you want to know about it, then now is your chance to contact the Ethereum Society. But it's all healers of all denominations and all uh, traditions who, who are blessed in the sixth blessing. But then we move into the cosmic level with the seventh. Uh, perhaps in some ways the most important blessing for us in, in all the twelve, because this is the blessing to the Mother Earth, uh, the goddess Gaia, as the Greeks called her, Terra, as the Romans called her. That's with an A, T-E-R-R-A, -R of course. And this wondrous goddess upon whom we live and gain experience, uh, this is the focus of the seventh blessing, and is something we should always do, blessing to the Mother Earth. The eighth blessing, the sun, the mighty sun, without which... There would be no energy coursing through this solar system. Uh, we are solidified sunlight, and those so-called primitive 
uh, tribes people and so on who worshipped the sun were streets ahead of some of the orthodox religions of our world today who don't do this. So there's the, a little resume of where we got to. And of course, there's one more I haven't mentioned, which is the ninth blessing, which is to the supreme lords of karma. Do you want to comment on that one, Chrissy? Um, well, of course, uh, everything is karma. Everything we do, and as Richard said, one great benefit of doing the 12 blessings is that when we send our love, as he explained, to um, the focal point of the blessing, say it's the they who love, uh, through, the law, it's through the law of karma that we get back an aspect of that great energy from those great beings, so, um, all those who are you know, truly practicing love. So everything that we do, we get an exact and opposite reaction. So not only are we helping the world, we must also, by the law of karma, be helping ourselves. So this is um, an incredible truth about the 12 blessings and a great benefit for ourselves. Not that we're doing it for a benefit like that, but it has to happen. Everything we do that's good by the great law of karma and the great lords who, who um, operate this law, if you like, then um, we, we evolve, we grow, we get back an aspect of that good that we're doing. Yes, and it's all designed to help us. And this is where I think some teachings on karma do go wrong, in that they tend to leave an impression anyway that karma is something difficult, something you want to avoid. Oh, no, I'm getting some karma. Uh, that's not, we're told, the correct way to look at this at all. Karma is, even though it can be very, very difficult to understand why sometimes, all experience is being given to us in order to evolve through the life. This life is just a, a drop in the ocean. You know, if I may, Chrissy, just share an experience that I, that I had once when talking about karma on another radio station in, in England, in Manchester, actually. And up there we did this late-night phone-in. And many of the listeners were troubled people. They had problems of one kind or another. And I was talking to the host... Uh, of the show about karma and we were discussing the fact that you know sympathy is a is, is a great thing to receive when you need it it's a wonderful thing to receive when you need it but greater even than sympathy can be sometimes an understanding a sort of acceptance or trying to see shall i put it the positive side of what i'm being taught through this difficult experience now there may be people listening to this program at this very moment or on a download who can relate to this who are perhaps going through a difficult time or a, a tough time and you just can't see why this should be happening to you uh, on this particular program that i was doing in manchester we were talking about this and there was a lady listening who unbeknown to us had decided to take her life that night uh, it, it, she was oh. in a, a wretched state and oh. she um, had, had put out actually Chrissy, she put out the, some pills that she was planning to take oh, that night oh. and we were talking about karma in this vein and saying look no matter how difficult a thing is if you can see perhaps something in it that is teaching you something you need or, or, or rounding your life in some way or, or just giving you strength to get through it or whatever it might be this can help. And as she was listening to us, she said later, a light, physical light, came into mm. her room. It was a dark night. She had no light on. A light came into her room. She threw the pills away. She decided oh. to live. She phoned oh. the radio because she switched oh. the radio on just like one last time. This is, oh, this is what she told us. She decided to live. She threw the pills away. She phoned the radio station. She couldn't get through that night. She got through the next night. Um, we, we helped to get her some counselling. I heard from her quite regularly after that. And I thought, well, you know, if nothing else had happened as a result of talking about karma other than that, then, then, then what else could you possibly hope for? Oh, gosh, Richard, that's a very moving story. Thank you for sharing. I'm sure that, yeah. you know, a lot of people can relate to that. We, they reach sort of desperate points and... Yes. You know, just know, knowing the truth about these subjects, I, I believe, is so liberating and, and really puts things it in is. perspective. I yes, really appreciate you, you sharing know, that. Yes, when sometimes you just feel wretched and you think life is unfair, and you can see why people would think that. And on the face yes. of it, in this one life, it is terribly unfair in this one life. But this is all part of a, a progression through 
many lives. And it's kind of, I almost feel um, awkward saying this because it sounds such like a platitude and it's so easy to sit in a chair and just say this sort of thing. But through the experiences, you know, we, it, it, it's, it's forming our character. It's giving us strength somehow, maybe unbeknown to us, there's an experience here that we do need. And if we can accept that, even if we can't always see why, sometimes we're fortunate enough to see why, and that, that really helps. Sometimes it's very clear why. You've done something to someone, and this is now being done to you. I've come across that so many times, Chrissy, when talking to people and talking about karma, that it's often not brain surgery. They can say, well, yes, I did do that, and now the exact same thing is happening to me. Yeah. Uh, as you say, though, um, it's it's not always bad. Uh, and I think, no. you know, but that's that's so true. I think it requires some honesty. But often at these difficult times, people, we, we do tend to be more honest as well about what's going on. And this is the time when we yeah. can really grow, isn't it, and move on if we are prepared to, if we get, gain the truth. And I, it's very interesting about that lady that you mentioned, Richard, that a physical mm-hmm. light became, because I really do believe that mm. at these really difficult times in our life, we are helped. But we yes. just need to kind of be open to that help. And then exactly. strange things happen. Like, she, why did she want to listen to the radio? You know, and it seems like I know. odd in a I way. Know. But these, we have to follow our intuition at these times. Because however yes. desperate we are and however, however alone we might feel, there are people on the other realms and so on who want to help us if only we open there to are, that. So and that's there a wonderful are, Yes, indeed. And there are great cosmic beings, you know, mm. the, even the supreme lords of karma, dealing with every minutiae and every detail of the experiences that we need. And we're told that if we're good, tolerant, kind, merciful, gentle, and humble, we'll be helping them in forming this, this, this karmic web, if you like, for us to live through. This is a way we can even help them by bringing our actions and our thoughts Within to, in, into a spiritual framework. And, Chrissy, as far as I'm concerned, all of those things, good, tolerant, kind, merciful, gentle, and humble, they're all work in progress for me. Definitely for me, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> should we move on then now to the tenth blessing? Absolutely, yes. And this Let's one, um, you know, was an absolute, um, how can we put it, departure from anything that had ever been revealed before the Twelve Blessings, um, I don't know of a source, there may be one now, but I don't know of one that has specifically made the revelation that's contained in the Tenth Blessing. And this blessing is actually to the galaxy. Uh, Blessed is the great being known as the galaxy. And we're told by the Master Jesus, for this mighty one, great in proportion and wondrous in content, stretches through space its magnetic body so that thousands of inhabited worlds may reside therein. So there's an an incredible revelation that the galaxy isn't just a sort of a place that, that, that a collection of planets and suns happen to be in. It a, a, has a magnetic body. That's a very interesting way of describing it, I think. Um, it may answer some of the questions that science is pondering. Well, I'm sure it would if we really understood it, uh, which is why the galaxies hold together, why there isn't enough mm. gravita- gravity is there, that they can detect uh, for the bodies in the galaxies to hold together. They should be splitting apart. The galaxies should be splitting apart. So there's other, some other form of magnet- magnetism which scientists don't understand, hence they come up with phrases like invisible matter and dark energy and dark matter and so on, and say we've only got 4% visible matter in the universe and so forth. Um, really, the, 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 this is an explanation. Somehow there's a being here that is holding all those planets and all those suns and all the life forms within it in, in, in stability and in being. Yeah, that's an incredible thought. And also, it's interesting um, that in the, this blessing it says that thousands of inhabited worlds may reside therein. And I know when, obviously, when this was given in 1958, that must have been a very difficult thought to um, comprehend, to really believe. And yet, only recently I was reading, Richard, that um, uh, 
now it's been revealed, discovered and revealed by science that um, most of the stars in our galaxy, the Milky Way, have Earth-like planets. And this mm. means that there are billions of potentially habitable worlds in our galaxy. And sure. um, this is a, a new revelation. And they, they estimate yeah. now that the Milky Way galaxy contains a huge number of planets with Earth-side worlds. And one astronomer, and I have the quote here, Richard, if you bear with mm. me, he said from the Space Telescope Science Institute in Baltimore, he said, and this was published in January 2012, we find that on average every star has a planet. And since there are at least 100 billion stars, there are at least 100 billion planets. <laughs> It is, because I do remember, and I'm sure you do, when astronomers like the late Patrick Moore and, and, and others and so on were actually saying there is no life out there at all. And, yes. and this, this was way after the Twelve Blessings was delivered. Uh, Dr. Yeah. King was so far ahead of his time. Actually, I was doing a television interview over here this afternoon uh, with some students who, who, who have a, 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 a program for many of the universities in this country. And, you know, they, they were sort of flabbergasted to hear that Dr. King had, had held a rally in Trafalgar Square, which is a major center, as you know, Chrissy, in London, mm -hmm. uh, for the truth about UFOs to come out. It's a slightly different thing, this, but it just goes to show how far ahead of his time, because in those days, you didn't question governments. I mean, you didn't question governments even after those days. Uh, but he was doing this then, in the 1950s, and in the same yeah. year, the Twelve Blessings was delivered. Matter of fact, he must have held that rally while the Twelve Blessings were being delivered, in the course of their delivery. Um, and you're so right. And now, nobody questions the... I don't think anybody doubts there's life out there somewhere. It's only a question of how much and on what levels and planes of existence it is. Yeah, apparently there's a hundred uh, such of these planets uh, located on our doorstep, literally, our galactic doorstep. <laughs> I mean, we yeah. have always taught in the Ethereum Society that um, the planets in this solar system are inhabited and that the cosmic yes, masters have. come to us from, from those planets. And this, again, in, in the 1950s and after that was an incredible thought to many people. And yet, you know, now science is beginning to... Uh, change their tune on this respect and I, I'm sure that this is going to uh, be a revelation that will come out in the next you know 10 20 years I'm sure and of course, this is exactly why the Ethereum Society was founded and, uh, and when it was because it's not that there are that all the other religions are are no good it's not that I mean we're not sort of a one and only way and uh, we, we respect all those who pray and all those who heal and all those who serve in spiritual ways from whatever tradition they come. But what none of them have is the cosmic concept. And this is what the Ethereum Society came to introduce because it was seen that it would be absolutely essential. And I, we know, for example, the Vatican is struggling with its view of, of life on other planets. I mean, is Jesus the one and only Son of God in Alpha Centauri? And these are the sort of issues they're going to have to try and struggle with now. But in terms of the world, uh, a, a teaching was required at this time to deal with the cosmic aspect. And strangely enough, through grasping the cosmic aspect, as we're trying to do in, on Ethereus Radio Live here with the Twelve Blessings, it, it impacts on every aspect of our life, even down to the small details, because it changes your whole consciousness, your whole appreciation, and, and your, your, your grasp of the energy of love and, and of humanity as a whole. Yeah, I think that's a very good point, Richard, because it, it kind of brings a great warmth to me. Um, to know that uh, you know that everything is alive. Everything we we look up into the stars at night and mm -hmm. everything's alive. I think it brings a great warmth, a great love into creation that before that there wasn't in the same way. Certainly for me. I and quite agree. It, it actually reminds me, Chrissy, of Plato's cave. Do you know Plato's cave? I've heard of it, but please let I us mean, know. I mean, I may have this a bit wrong, so forgive me, all you uh, Greek scholars out there, if I get this wrong. But my recollection of this parable by Plato is that there were people uh, who chained inside a cave who'd never been outside that cave in their life. And there they were, chained inside this cave. 
and then suddenly one of them broke free and managed to get out of the cave and he went out and he saw the sun and he saw life and uh, he was just so exhilarated by it all he rushed back into the cave to tell all those chained in there what he'd seen and they didn't believe him for one moment and they thought he was raving madmen and that's quite an interesting parable perhaps raving yeah. madman is not what we're seeking here but it goes to show you know if one is conditioned to a limited view and a limited perspective and one hasn't seen beyond you know one's own parameters somebody who has such as dr king so some visionary comes along and gives you a, a cosmic concept it seems very strange it seems unacceptable uh, and yet as you rightly say it's the marvelous wonderful thing uh, giving a glimpse, a greater glimpse of reality and the wonder of life than we've ever known before. Absolutely, yeah. That's an interesting thing that you said. You know, when you glimpse something at first, it's, it's very hard for people to accept, isn't it? And I, I know uh, Dr. King talked about this. How when we have a great truth presented to us, the barriers can come down from our lower self. And I was saying, people mm -hmm. who are listening to this, just kind of a, even though these concepts may be strange to you or new to you just kind of try and be open-minded and allow it to come in rather than putting the barrier down try and be aware of that because i think so that may i continue sorry go on yes yeah, sorry please. sorry carry on please do <laughs> oh, i'm going to continue far. with the tenth blessing i didn't want to interrupt you though in full flow no no please do we all right well reading on then blessed is this mighty lord for it is one of the greater lords of creation which is now sacrificing its wondrous self upon the plane of preservation so that trillions of life streams may gain essential experience, so that thousands of inhabited worlds may gain experience, so that great and mighty suns may gain experience, so that solar systems may gain experience. So it's an interesting indication in there that this great lord of creation doesn't actually need for itself at all to be doing this it's not what it as a being as an entity requires it's sacrificing itself in order to enable all of those of us within the galaxy and it must apply to other galaxies too to gain experience and experience of course is the greatest thing it's the greatest gift we're told in the twelve blessings from man or even god to man that's an incredible thought, isn't it? Uh, that really is an initiation, I think, into galactic truth, if you like. Yes. Uh, and it reads on, what description is there for this? None, not even in the great language of Tull. Now, this is a language I, I don't know anything about, Chrissy. Um, I know that Dr. King has referred to a language uh, on this earth, I'm not sure whether that is Tull, which changes. It's known only by the very advanced, uh, and maybe Tull isn't even on from this, this world, but he did say that in this language, and this is a quite interesting concept, words don't always mean the same thing that they did before. Mm. So it's unlimited by time and unlimited even by uh, formulaic phraseology or anything. Wow. That's something to get our heads around, I think. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> And it goes on, blessed is the wondrous being known as the galaxy. A hundred million eons ago, this wondrous and mighty Lord did cast its crown from its head and did sacrifice itself upon the plane of preservation. Again, that theme of sacrifice, in order to be of service to the God of gods. And it continues on. And then we have this very interesting passage here. I'm not going to read it all because I'm advising all listeners to Ethereus Radio Live to get your own copy of the Twelve Blessings. I, I think and that's not a sales pitch. That's because I know it will be one of the most uh, greatest things that you've, you've ever experienced if you do. Uh, but I take this little beautiful passage here, Chrissy, because it's mm. so, as well as being very revealing, it's so poetically put and there is so much poetry as well in the twelve blessings and it goes like this where the very gods do talk listens this one where the very gods do walk rides this one where the very gods are transmuted resides this one isn't that yeah, a magnificent one of my favorite, mm, I know. One of my favorite it, passages I, I love that I love it too it, it's so deep as well and it says so much. It says, 
put in that way, it says more than if it was put in, if you like, a more of a sort of descriptive way. Where the very gods do talk listens, this one. In other words, this one is even above the gods. It's listening where they're talking. Where the very gods do walk rides this one. In other words, riding is a, a step above walking, isn't it? And where mm -hmm. the very gods are transmuted, in other words, these gods are risen to a higher level, even than their godlike state, resides this one. This one's there already. It's, it's a beautiful yeah, it's series of, of, of lines, that, I think. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then afterwards, Chrissy, I don't, have you got a copy in front of you? I do, yes. Uh, because the, the, there's an interesting uh, passage in the very end. This is prayer, prayer beyond the mere babbling of foolish man. After the blessing. Yes. Did you want to read that section? I can read that. Yes, indeed. Because I think you do it so well. Thank you. This is prayer, prayer beyond the mere babbling of foolish man for possession. For this prayer can only come from the very heart, from the very soul from the very center of your spirit. Let it flow in the wondrous, unchanged light that it is to the source of this great being. And I say unto you, no matter what your religion or belief, this will be the greatest part of it. This will be the greatest prayer you can offer up to now. It's quite yeah. a statement, isn't it? It is, yeah. The greatest prayer you can offer up to now. Yeah, incredible. And then then after that, of course, is this beautiful prayer, which um, mm. when you're practicing the Twelve Blessings, you would join in with the prayer. I, I was just thinking, Richard, about this blessing, that um, it's interesting that it's a revelation that's been given to humanity at this time. And over mm -hmm. the past few years, there has been a lot of talk, especially leading up to 2012, but also up to 2016, we're supposed to be in this era of the galactic alignment. And oh. whether or not one believes it, there is a lot of talk about it, and it's talked mm -hmm. by astronomers mainly. And some of them have said it's a time frame of about 20 years, from about 1980 to, well, maybe 26 years to 2016. I think that's 36 years, actually. And they call mm. that the sort of galactic alignment when this, uh, when this Earth aligns, apparently, with the center of this, Milky Way galaxy, and I'm, I was just mm. thinking that it's interesting that people are thinking about the galaxy at this time it in is. that way. It's very uh, and that it's not indeed. by chance, is it? I think it's, um, it is time for us to think about it, obviously. Yes, indeed. Now, what, what stage do we have to break for Annette, Chrissy? Um, well, I was halfway through? This, yeah, this is a good stage, um, so okay. let us do it, shall we? Let's do it. <laughs> we are honored to have uh, Richard Lawrence and Chrissy Blaze back live again for Ethereus Radio Live. It's heard on the third Tuesday of every month at this time in live fashion, which you can also catch the archives at bodymindspiritradio.com. And we direct you to several websites, the first of which would be richardlawrence.co.uk. You'll find out all about what Richard's up to, the books he's written, where he's going to be, the events he's holding and all the other wonderful information that is wrapped up in the package known as Richard Lawrence. Then we direct you to www.chrissyblaze.com once again for the information that you will need to focus on what Chrissy can offer you in regards to information, books that she's written, appearances that she'll be making. And, of course, each of them has wonderful, wonderful statements in their blogs and other very relevant information, not just to what is happening in the Ethereum Society, but what is happening with their connection to the Ethereum Society, both in the United Kingdom and in the United States. And I would also like to direct your kind attention to www.ethereus.org for information on events, how you can purchase this fabulous tome, The Twelve Blessings, and other marvelous, marvelous information about Dr. George King. And for those who are just now finding the Ethereum Society, you definitely want to check out Ethereus.org. Without any further ado, returning to this incredibly passionate discussion on the 12 blessings, I present Richard Lawrence and Chrissy Blaze. Thank you, Annette. Annette. She always does it so well. I have it, never yeah. been called a package before, and I, I think I'm very <laughs> grateful. 
Thank you very much, Annette. <laughs> it was wonderful. I know, I picked that so, up. She is a, she's wonderful. She's Annette. a gem, she a absolute job. gem. <laughs> so we've now, well, we've, we, we now actually should mention, I think, Chrissy, that um, following the, the, the Tenth Blessing, um, a transmission came through from mm-hmm. a great being we've referred to before on Ethereum Radio Live, uh, absolutely key intelligence for all of us, uh, known as Mars Sector 6, who is himself a karmic lord. And he gave a transmission called Take Great Heed. And he revealed that we've just lived through the greatest experience of our countless incarnations upon this earth. And we've never had an experience like it before. It's, it's uh, to be actually told that the galaxy is a, is a being. It takes it onto another level. That's what I was trying to say at the beginning. Rather than just a vague sense of oneness throughout the cosmos, we have a living being here in which we're gaining experience. And, and as he says very movingly, it lives, it breathes, it thinks, it feels pain, it meditates, in the same way as the, as the logos of a planet, you know what? A, what a statement that it lives, yeah. it breathes, it thinks, it feels pain, it meditates. Yeah. You know. I know. I, I was strangely enough. I was reading that last night, and I was um, wondering about that. It feels pain, and of course, mm. I think in one way we assume that the greater a being is somehow they're above pain and so on. And yet we yes, learn exactly. in the Ethereum Society's teachings that in fact they feel things far millions of times more than we do. Exactly. So, and, and it's so much, you know, more difficult in many ways. And that is why the sacrifice is so much greater. I must say, I, I always felt that growing up in the Christian church uh, over here, the Anglican church, and, and, and I was part of uh, at a school where you know I had access to um, the, even even the, the Canterbury Cathedral, and I was confirmed by the Archbishop, and so on. So I had that whole uh, Anglican church teaching, which is the biggest Christian church in this country. Um, but I could never sort of relate to the idea that the crucifixion, when it was spoken about, there was never a sense of the suffering of of the Master Jesus. It seemed it was referred to as a passion. It was referred to as a, something that was done for us and of great benefit to humanity. But never here was, as much, apart from anything else, a man experiencing excruciating pain, worse pain than you or I would even feel because of his acute sensitivity. And, and that whole aspect seemed to get lost on people because as you rightly say they think well you know he's a god some of them think he is god and therefore he's above all that and here it's being revealed to us that these great beings make immense sacrifices the earth the mother earth feels tremendous pain you know we shouldn't just go and and drill for oil and do the things that we do and do nuclear tests and all the rest of it without thinking of her and her well-being that's the biggest crime even bigger than the crime we're doing to each other on this planet. Yeah, exactly, and that's a that's a wonderful point. And you know, in that tenth blessing, when it says, "Rich," and I hadn't really thought about this before, but you you've kind of mm. brought it up. When it um, it's not the tenth blessing, um, the blessing that we refer to: "Be good, be co- be tolerant, be kind, be merciful, and you'll be great." Yes, in the then ninth, it, yes, in the previous bless- blessing, uh, and it, it it made me think that perhaps you know, if we are, if we do strive to do that, to be that then, of course, we're, we're helping. And we may also be helping the galaxy not to feel pain when we move in that direction. I don't know. It's just... Um, well, you might well be right. And, and, and we're given this extremely moving statement here that by Mars Sector 6, uh, take what you've heard into yourselves and pray for the existence of this great and mighty one because your debt will never be paid save by divine mm-hmm. cancellation to this one. I mean, there's not much we can do that that will really make a difference. But we're told here that it, you know this is something we can do. We can pray for it, and we can, of course, fashion our lives within the law of karma. And all this must have some kind of effect, no matter how minuscule, on this great godlike being. Absolutely, yes, absolutely. But as as we said at the beginning, we're a bit out of our pay grade even <laughs> talking about this. This is uh, way above our, our level. Uh, so we now move on to the 11th blessing. And this when is... Uh, sorry? 
And we're even more out of our pay grade. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, this is even more stupendous. Um, it starts with a very nice statement, though. And they're, they're, it's full of very nice statements, but this one's very, very nice for us. Uh, the Master Jesus says this, O adorable little children, I take you to my heart now, saying unto you that your faith shall be rewarded, even at the time when you least expect this, for you dwelleth within my embrace when you meet mm. for service in my name. That's a beautiful, warm, loving statement yes. from this great master of love, is it not? And what a and wonderful then he promise. Goes into the and a wonderful promise for us to remember. Mm. And then he goes into the blessing. Blessed are, and it is, the supreme lords of creation. Mm. And these are even above the galaxy. And we're told something about them. I won't read the whole blessing to you, uh, but a lot is revealed uh, they are beyond, but told, the true belief of even the adepts. I think this is interesting because belief is an interesting thing, isn't it? I mean, it's very hard for us to believe certain things, we, even though we know inside, we can recognize intuitively that they're true. And I'm sure these adepts know far better than, than we do, far better than we do, of the truth of this. And yet their belief the true belief is the phrase, obviously finds it hard to grasp something as great as this. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. A, it, that's a, there's a lack of paradox in there, which really we need to meditate on. And it goes on, they are beyond the comprehension of the sons. Yes. So that's the caliber of being we're talking about here with the supreme lords of creation. And then we get a, quite a, a very definite revelation here. And it goes like this. There is the one in the center there are the seven central suns there are the 91 galactic lords there are the 900 million solar logi that's the suns there are the countless trillions of worlds so these are symbolic numbers in a way i think but they're also very interesting numbers there is the one in the center there are the seven central suns there are the 91 galactic laws, the 900 million solar logi, and the countless trillions of worlds. And they've all been brought into being by the supreme lords of creation. And then it goes on, who work as the seven round the one. So there's a definite link up here between the seven central one, suns and the, seven, and the supreme laws of creation, I think, Chrissy. Mm, interesting, yes, yeah. It's a theme that comes back. It's mentioned likewise in the tenth blessing as well, uh, some of these numbers. And it's mentioned again, as we will discover later, in the twelfth blessing. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. it's, so, I find it hard um, to sort of comment on these truths. I know. They're way so, beyond my pay grade. But, um, yeah, it's, um, it's quite a revelation. One in I think the all center, we can do is reflect on it. All we can do is reflect on it and try and absorb the greatness of all. There's a seven central mm -hmm. sun. So a central sun, of course, obviously clearly isn't um, a sun of the kind that we understand. It's a, it, it's a central creative source of some kind that we can't really comprehend. And these seven, seven uh, the, the supreme laws of cre creation, work as the seven round the one. Oh, and that's a mm -hmm. theme that will come back again. And then it goes on, here's a very, very, um, a statement which requires deep meditation, I'm sure, to understand this. And yet they are above even this, for the greater part of these, that's the, that's the supreme laws of creation, the greater part of these, paradoxically enough, is not even in manifestation. So what do you make of that, Chrissy? I'll throw that ball to you. <laughs> Thank you very much, Richard. I really appreciate it. That is, a, it's a process that I suppose is still continuing. Um, you know, it's a, a process that the, even these great beings are evolving. I don't know. What would you what think? What it suggests to me, maybe, uh, is that um, th they don't need, I mean, a part of them is not in manifestation. So a part of them uh, is above and beyond even creation itself. And I suppose if you think about it, to be a supreme lord of creation, you'd have to perhaps be even above creation itself in order to be a lord of it. Right. And yeah. so they've kind of moved beyond. It might even suggest 
that they don't need to be in manifestation at all. But they're doing this purely in service because if part of them isn't in manifestation, in fact it says the greater part of them, then you know they are allowing themselves, the other part of them perhaps, mm. to be mm. in manifestation in order to help manifestation and to help all life throughout the cosmos. Oh boy, it's, wow, it's, blo- it's, it's mind-blowing, isn't it? <laughs> Absolutely. That's a very interesting thought. I hadn't really, I hadn't yes. never thought that before. So it's it's just a thought. Thank you for but sharing then, that. The moving on here, we have something which again is a piece of uh, beautifully phrased wording. It goes like this: "They're the divisions in which is the beginning; they are po- the potential within which is the end. They are the realizers of the potential and the potential itself." That's a lovely. Again, beautiful phrase. Yeah. They are the divisions in which is the beginning. So, you know, the beginning is oneness. God is oneness. But as soon as you create divisions, you've got creations, and that starts the process of evolution. They are the potential within, because before manifestation there was potential, which is the end. They're going to, we're going to return to, to potential again, and then they're the realizers of the potential and the potential itself. That's an incredible thing, you know, that perhaps describes the whole purpose of creation, the realized potential and the potential itself. Mm. Would you say that that could be related to the earlier statement that um, that um, the one that you commented on, paradoxically enough, the greater part of these is not even in manifestation because they are potential. Yes, and I would. The realizers of potential. I would, and I think also in there, perhaps, and speaking as a total novice here, that you know this whole concept of being a realizer of the potential as well as being the potential might describe the whole purpose of evolution, because the potential was always there, but mm. they are not. They are the potential, but they're also the realizers of mm. it. And that's I perhaps see, yeah. what it's all about, you know, returning, as a, the beautiful phrase, to the Godhead as conscious gods. I did warn everyone this is going to be a very advanced <laughs> uh, broadcast, and um, it, it's, I, I'm, I think we're, all, we're both struggling, aren't we, Chrissy, to keep up with the, the level of this incredible blessing ourselves. I, I think these yeah. blessings will clearly be, un, be, be studied for centuries to come, won't they? I believe they will, absolutely. Let's start now. Everybody Let's start listening. now. Do you want to read the next bit, Chrissy? These oh, I'd gods. love to, yes. Hmm. These are the gods of the gods. These dwell in the highest places in all the vast universal system. These are sacred beyond description. They are the shining ones. They are the givers of light. They are the spirits of flame. They are the great and mighty energies which course through each galactic system. These ones give their power so that all life may express itself in a million, million different forms in order to gain that experience which will take it in full consciousness back to its source. I'd just love to say something about that, Richard. Mm, Please do. Um, I was just thinking... I was reading this earlier, that many of us on this planet, we believe that we have a right to um, you know, express ourselves and mm-hmm. to uh, think what we want to think. Uh, but we, I think very few of us would think that these ones, these great elevated lords, um, give their power so that we can do that in a million, million mm. different ways. And mm. uh, I just, it really hit me today. That mm-hmm. um, we think, you know, we have this right and this right and this right, and yet, you know, mm-hmm. we're given that right by such ones as this. And so then, then again, passage. yes, that's true. And again, you have this this uh, statement: in order to gain that experience, which will take it in full consciousness back to its source. So, you know, it's the experience we were talking about experience earlier with karma, from the smallest thing, the most painful thing, to the most glorious thing. All these experiences wrapped together, what they bring about 
is full consciousness. That isn't right. just intellectual consciousness. That's the whole being, the whole emotional being uh, under control, of course, the whole spiritual being, uh, the soul consciousness, all of that gained fully back to its source. And that's what we take. That's what we glean. That's why we're here. That's why creation possibly, if we could understand it properly, exists. Absolutely. And doesn't it remind you how small you are, how just a tiny, tiny part of the whole of manifestation kind of expressing itself and gaining experience in order to return to God? Um, it really opens you up to the the immeasurable vastness of creation. It really does. That Just that one sentence to me. I it's fantastic. Yes, and it actually reminds me of something that, that Dr. King used to speak about and, and, and quite often, which is, the, the uh, perhaps this is the wrong word, but almost the idiocy of those people who search for their own enlightenment to the exclusion of all others, who, who just set out and go off into retreat or however they go about it to find their own enlightenment while cutting themselves off from any concern with the state of humanity and the state of the world, uh, which, of course, they can't find enlightenment if they do that. They could mm -hmm. get certain uh, levels of, of bliss, certainly, and certain powers, certainly, but sooner or later, they're going to have to, to, to learn the big lesson, which is that we're all one, because that's what enlightenment is. And so, therefore, you can't really experience oneness without being aware of others. And this surely is what these great, great beings are demonstrating. They're demonstrating that, you know, okay, maybe we're told the greater part of these beings isn't even in manifestation, but the work isn't complete until all life returns, because we're all one. We are our brother's keeper, if you want to use a, you know, an old phrase. We are part of what everyone else is part of. And it's kind of a nonsense when you look at it that way, not to devote yourself in service because that's the only way you're going to help all life return to the Godhead. You can't do it on your own, even if you wanted to. Absolutely, yes, that's, a, that's absolutely true. I mean, I uh, do Richard, remember you know, one occasion which you... Sorry, Chrissy. I'm sorry. No, carry on. <laughs> no, 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 let me keep interrupting you, please. What were you going to say? No, no, it's important you finish that, because what I was going to say is relating to the next um, <laughs> the next show, actually. Okay, well, just quickly then. I remember a, a yogi coming up, I um, don't know if you remember this, up, up a holy mountain, Holston Down, which, by the way, we're going to uh, in, in this country on Saturday, July the 27th. Anyone in, who can get to the UK can get to Devon, get in touch with us through the website or however you like, and come and join us there. Uh, and we're, sending, we're doing prayer, we're doing Operation Prayer Power on Holston Down in North Devon on, on Saturday, July the 27th. But I remember going up that mountain on one occasion, and Dr. King was there, and a yogi came up in long flowing robes and, and so forth, and he approached Dr. King, and who was pleased that he'd come to join in, and he went to Dr. King and he said, you know, I've been to the Godhead. And I remember mm. Dr. King's first reply was, did you take your hat off? But oh. after that, he said, so you've been to the Godhead, so then you know that all is one, so then you know that the only thing to do is service. That, that's the little story I was going to mm, recount. Very interesting. But Christy, yes. take us on, please, to the next, next no, part. Well, um, I don't think we're quite ready for it yet, but I, I was just, it just came to me, Richard, that we're not going to be able to finish today, are we? Oh, no. And, no, uh, we aren't. I'm afraid we've done it again. I think we've done it again. I think our next one... Our next one will cover the 12th blessing and the blessing uh, to the Master Jesus as delivered by Dr. King. And hopefully we will be able to cover those two things. <laughs> yeah, I think <laughs> but we'll you never cover know. those two things, yes. <laughs> but did you want um, to take us on? Yes, because this last part of, of the blessing is wonderful too. And the mm. Master Jesus, um, I think it's very encouraging for people because he says that um, and I'll just read the last part. He's encouraging us to send our love and so on. And if we do so, he says, and you will shine among men. You will be greater by far than a king, stronger than an emperor, as wise as an oracle, as gentle as a lamb when you do this. Mm. This is very, I think, is, is truth, but it's very encouraging, too, for people that by doing these, we will shine. 
we will shine mm-hmm. ourselves um, by sending out our love to these great beings. We may not understand it yet. Uh, we may just get a glimpse of what it means. But by radiating our love in faith, um, we mm-hmm. will begin to shine. True. And, and it goes on from there. It says, Oh, adorable little children, take these my texts and read them well. Accept them as your Bible and act upon these and you will be of great service to your brothers. So there, if you like, is the Master Jesus himself saying, you know, this is the New Age Bible. You know, he's not saying you shouldn't read any other Bible, but this is the Bible he wants us to accept in these days and act upon. Absolutely. That's a very good point. Absolutely. And it's a great way to end today, I think. And, you know, you know, many of us... Um, we wish we had could have been around, and maybe some of us were during the time that the the, the Holy Bible was being written over many centuries. But now we have this New Age Bible. I mean, it's an, mm-hmm. I, I never quite can understand how I have access to this. It's just one of the. Um, I'm always inspired by the thought. How, how can? But everybody listening also, it's not by chance that you're listening and that you have access to this New Age Bible. So please, please take it a step further. Investigate. Um, it will be the most incredible thing you've ever done, I believe. I agree, and I think those of us who who do have the 12 blessings in our life are so grateful for it. It's almost hard to imagine, after a while, what our life would actually be like without the 12 blessings. Exactly. I know. Now, did um, you want to to, to lead us in a prayer to bring a close, uh, Chrissy? Shall I join with the prayer for the? Um, shall we join with the prayer for the uh, the end of the eleventh blessing? All right, let's do that. Let's well, do I'll that. tell you what we could do because we've got what two or three minutes left, haven't we? We have uh, four minutes, I believe, but we have some announcements. Okay, well, what we could do is that one of us could do the tenth and lead everyone in that, and the other could lead everyone in the eleventh the prayer at the end of the eleventh. Sounds like a great idea. So, which would you like so, to do? Well, let me start, and then you can end the show with the 11th. How about that? All right, Chrissy. So everybody, just be relaxed. Uh, sit with your feet flat on the floor, and uh, keep your spine straight, relaxed around the neck and shoulders. And now, please raise your hands with the palms facing outwards. And during the repetition of these wonderful prayers, uh, please just allow the, the power to flow through you and direct it to the words of the blessing, to the focal point of each blessing. So the first one is for the great being known as the galaxy. And I'll just read the prayer. O divine one who allows us within thy body, take from our hearts our love into thine own self this very moment. We make this sacrifice for we dimly realize thy greatness. O mighty Jehovah, Lord of creation, compassionate master of all life, controller of manifestation, to thee we offer our prayer of everlasting thankfulness for the sacrifice continually made by thy wondrous angel. Preserve this one for its allotted time. Then, O Jehovah, Lord of lords, transmute it into the center of centers within thy mind. And the prayer at the end of the eleventh blessing, O mighty, wondrous Jehovah, let the light from your heart, let the love from your heart, let the power from your heart fall upon the heads of all these earth children, so that they may be made strong and wise and capable of unselfish love, so that they may be able always to render service to their brothers. Well, thank you very much, everybody, for listening. And thank you, Richard. And shall we hand over now to Annette for the Yes, and thank you, Chrissy, and everyone for listening. And thank you, Annette. Oh, you're both very, very welcome. It's wonderful experience, as always, at Sirius Radio Live with Richard Lawrence and Chrissy Blaze. They've been delivering the, the text of the 12 blessings. And coming up on August 20th, 1 to 2 p.m. Eastern, they will cover the 12th blessing. And I know there will be a bit of a recap because you can't help but start one without participating in the rest. 
Sirius Radio Live is heard live here on the third Tuesday of every month at Body, Mind, Spirit Radio. And we direct you to these websites. That would be www.ethereus.org for all information, Ethereus Society related. And it's a beautifully redesigned website, so I do encourage everybody to go. If you've been before, check it out again. You will definitely enjoy the experience. We also guide you very kindly to richardlawrence.co.uk. You'll find all the information about Richard's up to, the books he's written, the DVDs that are available, the comments he's made on his blog, and you can find a way to contact him to ask questions if need be. You can also find out best information and more at about Chrissy Blaze at chrissyblaze.com. And we do thank you so much for your kind attention to Ethereus Radio Live here on this 16th day of July, 2013.